Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It is so wonderful to be with you again. Um, as we go about his word today, we want to just have you listen in and share this word with others. Our message this evening is called A Heart's Desire for Holiness. A Heart's Desire for Holiness. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. We ask you right now to touch, touch our hearts, and Lord God, if there be anything that's not pleasing to you, Father, we ask you to forgive us right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your cleansing power. We thank you, Father, that we are able to come to you, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord God, that your forgiveness is close, and we are, thank you, Father, that you make all things right, Lord God. Lord, we ask you right now to touch the hearts of your people. If there's anyone there, Lord God, that is not saved, Lord God, we pray, trust, and believe that this word would reach them where they are, Lord God, that they might come crying out to you, what must I do to be saved? Lord, as we share your word, Lord God, we share your love, Father, and we just, Lord, believe, God, that it would go out and accomplish that which you have ordained it to accomplish. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, again, tonight's message is called A Heart's Desire for Holiness. So when you accepted Christ as your personal Savior, you became linked with Him. A bond was formed. You were connected. But you can't stop there. Let me ask you this question, which I'll be asking you throughout the evening. Do you have a heart's desire for holiness, purity, unselfishness, your only motive is to do the things that pleases God. A heart's desire for holiness beckons a, re a relationship, a fellowship with Him. You see, you need to have a fellowship with God. When you joined a local church, you became connected with other brothers and sisters. That connection formed a new relationship. When you spend time with your brothers and sisters, you get to know them. You become familiar with their personalities, their characteristics their likes and their dislikes, you began to develop a fellowship with them. You have a desire to spend more time with them. And that's the same way it should be with God. In order to have a perfect fellowship with God, you need to have a perfect desire to get to know Him. Because we have, when you have that perfect desire to get to know Him, you would be improving your relationship with God. What is your heart's desire? And thinking about the weather, sometimes our hearts are cold towards developing a relationship with Him. How many know we serve a God who is perfect, a God who is pure? So is your heart pure towards God? We know this is a work in progress. We know that. The Word of God says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's in the spiritual. But in the physical, we have to work on this thing. Now, working does not um, guarantee your salvation. Um, only through the blood of Jesus, believing that he died on the cross, was buried and resurrected for you, uh, assures you your salvation once you repent. And we'll give you more information on that a little bit later. But I'm talking about having a perfect relationship with God, striving to have a perfect relationship towards God. If the temperature of your heart was put on a gauge, what would it register? On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being cold, 5 being lukewarm, seven being warm, and ten being hot, what would 
the temperature of your heart register. Does your heart beat faster when you think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you? Does your heart warm at the very thought of spending time with him? Does your heart get heavy when you miss an opportunity to spend time with him? Does it feel as if there's something missing in your life? Or is it business as usual? Is it life as usual? Let's think about the inside of a refrigerator. When you open that door, it's cold inside. Is your heart cold or does it warm to the very thought of Jesus? You see, it might be cold outside when you talk about the weather. But what about inside the core of your very soul? What about deep down where it really matters? Where the rubber meets the road, if you will. What about in your heart? Is your heart cold? Is it, is it freezing? Or do you have a heart's desire for holiness? Do you have a heart's desire to truly get to know him? Do you have a heart's desire to build a better relationship with him? A heart's desire. Let's think about this for a minute. You know, oftentimes we are so focused on the weather outside when it's cold, hot, rainy, snowing, or whatever. But how often do we think about the temperature within our hearts? Today it may be cold, tomorrow it may be hot. What about your temperature of your love towards God? You see, the temperature of your love towards God is sort of kind of like your temperature towards your love towards your brother and sister. You see, you can't love God if you don't love your brothers and sisters. So is it hot or cold? Talking about a perfect fellowship with God. Isn't that what he desires for us? Deuteronomy 32 and 4 says he is the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. Yes, we do serve a God whose love is pure. We serve a God who created us in his own image. And because he's perfect and because he created us in his own image, he desires for us to get to know what that image is. Not just in words, but in deeds. And the only way we're going to get to know that is to spend some time with him. And spending time with him means fellowshipping with him. And as we begin to fellowship with him more, we build on that relationship with him. He desires us to have a heart turned towards him that is pure, unselfish, and one that continually strives to seek his face and not just his hand. He's already told us what our needs that our needs would be met. So we don't need to focus on that. We just need to focus on developing a heart that desires to get to know Jesus. We need to focus on developing a close relationship with him so that you only want to do those things that pleases him. A heart's desire towards holiness. A fellowship where he becomes first in our life regardless of what is going on in the world. Regardless of what is going on in the world. Ask God to continually search your heart. For only God knows the temperature of your heart. A heart's desire to seek the face of God. When you have a heart that desires to be holy, you will begin truly to seek the face of God even more. Talking about seeking the face of God. You forget about yourself. You forget about your own desires. You forget about your own treasures which are here today and gone tomorrow. When you get to that point that you are truly seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness first, you are seeking God's face. God's face, those things that please the Father. 
You see, when you seek the hand of God, you are asking him to do something for you. You are asking him to please you. But when you are seeking the face of God, you are asking him to show you what you can do that pleases him. What would Jesus do? You see, if you ask that question in every situation that presents itself to you, you will be seeking his face. Before you do this, Lord, what would you do? What would you have me to do? You see, when you seek the face of God, you are seeking his will for your life. You are increasing your fellowship where you become confident that no matter what, my needs are already met through Christ Jesus. For I am confident that I am seeking his will for my life. You see, David says in Psalm 51, the first to the third verse, he asks God, he tells God, he asks him, Lord, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of the attending mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before men. Do you ask God that? Think about David in Psalms 51 where he's asking God to have mercy on him according to his loving kindness. According to the multitude of God's tender mercies, he's asking him to blot out his transgressions. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever for before me. You see, David desired to have a fellowship with God. David desired to have a heart of holiness. What about you? Seek his face. Ask God to create in you a clean heart. And Psalms 139, 23rd and 24th verse says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me into the way everlasting. Ask God to search you. Ask him each day to search me, O God, and know my heart. Search me, Lord. You know my thoughts. Talking about a heart's desire towards holiness. To truly want to get to know him, you've got to go to him and desire a clean, pure heart. Talking about God we are, who made heaven and earth by merely speaking the word, let there be. Have we truly grasped the full picture of how much God loves you and desires to spend time with you? Do you truly believe and understand just what you mean to him? Do you know exactly who God is? Talking about God who knows everything. Psalms 100 and the third verse says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Mm. We are his sheep. And as a shepherd watching over his sheep, how many know that Jesus cares for you? All he asks is, is that we seek his kingdom and his righteousness first. That is, he's asking us to seek his face. He's asking us to spend quality time with him. For he truly desires to give us so much more. And he asks for so little in return. He who gave his only begotten son for us asks for so little in return. He who, through his son, took on the sins of the world so that we wouldn't have to ask for so little in return. He who made us in his own likeness perfect and wanting nothing ask for so little in return we're talking about god who according to psalms 14 and 2 looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek god verse 3 says they are all gone aside they're all together become 
filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Yes, we'll talk about the one who couldn't find anyone to cover for the sins of man. So he, God, wrapped himself up in his son and came to, down to earth himself just for you and for me. And he asked little in return. And all he asks is that we seek his kingdom and his righteousness first. How hard is that? It's not hard through Christ Jesus. We're the ones that make it hard ourselves. We rush about our daily lives, rush right into each day, forgetting to pause and say, thank you, Lord, for just one day. Forgetting that life as we know it is just a moment in time. Life is just a vapor here today and gone tomorrow. A perfect, perfect fellowship. That's something that will last forever. It's not hard through Jesus Christ. We're the ones that make it hard. When we don't take the time to acknowledge him in everything that we do, when we don't stop and think, what would Jesus do? We're the ones that make it so hard on ourselves. How many of us have rushed into making bad decisions because we never sought his face? How many of us have sat under the gospel week after week, knowing that we aren't yielding the right away to the Holy Spirit, that we are not walking in his way, yet thinking we are all right, thinking we can handle this one on our own, all because our heart's desire is not towards holiness. All because we're not seeking his face. All because we truly, truly are not seeking his face. How many of us, perhaps even as you sit here listening to me right now, how many of you think about how you are going to handle such and such for tomorrow when tomorrow is not promised to any of us? All because you don't truly seek his face. A heart's desire towards holiness is a heart's desire to please him, a heart's desire to worship him, a heart's desire to praise him, a heart's desire to spend more and more time with him. A heart's desire towards holiness is a heart's desire to seek his will and have no selfish motives. A heart's desire to do unto others as you would want them do unto you. A heart's desire towards holiness is a heart's desire to serve. Are you serving your brothers and sisters? Are you serving your brothers and sisters? What type of servant are you? Do you only serve when you feel like it? Or do you serve when you don't feel like it? A heart's desire to give unto others, knowing that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. That is a heart's desire toward holiness. A heart's desire to ask him for wisdom before you take matters into your own hands. A heart's desire to seek his face. How many of you make the same mistakes over and over again and then allow guilt to rob you of your joy only because you didn't seek his face first? Oh, we do thank God for second chances. Do thank God for more, one more opportunity to make it right. One more opportunity, not because of any goodness on your part, but because of his grace and his mercy. For you see, if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, you have that one more opportunity. You have a second chance to get it right. You have it because his grace and mercy follows you all the days of your life and you have an opportunity to make it right through confession. First John 1 9 tells us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Strive towards developing a perfect relationship with God. Strive towards developing a perfect fellowship with God. When you fully recognize that seeking his face involves having a personal relationship with him through his son Jesus Christ, you will go to God just as a child goes to his parent, asking 
and believing that he has your best interest at heart. You would not try to manipulate God, making selfish demands. You would seek God first. When you honor his word, when his word says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you will find out that all other things will be added. You will find out that there is no good thing that he will withhold from you. These all other things are God's promises as found in the word of God. A heart's desire towards holiness is a heart that desires humility and prayer. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and then will I forgive their sin and then will I heal their land. If my people who are called by my name will seek humilities, will seek humility and pray, truly seek my face and pray and turn around away from your wicked ways, repent with a true heart, then I will hear from heaven and then I will forgive your sin and heal your land. That's seeking God's face. You see, when you obey the word of God, you will see the power of prayer manifested in your life. Then you have the right to come boldly into the throne of grace and you'll be able to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 4th chapter and the 16th verse. That's seeking his face. When your heart's desire is truly pleasing him, you will have a heart towards holiness. When you obey the word of God, you'll see the power of prayer manifested in your life through Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13, which says, Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. You see, when you're searching for God with all your heart, you have a heart's desire towards holiness. Let me say that again. When you are searching for God with all your heart, you have a heart's desire that's turned towards holiness talking about seeking his face you see when you obey the word of God when you truly seek his face in everything that you do you will have confidence when you go to God in prayer then you will see the power of prayer manifested in your life as found in Mark the 11th chapter 24 25 and 26 verse where it says therefore I say unto you Jesus is speaking here what things soever ye desire when ye pray Believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. After you said the prayer, you won't go about wondering whether I will, God, I think you heard me. Lord, I believe you heard me. No, you would trust and believe his word. And his word says, when you pray, what some things you desire, you receive them. You believe his word. You have to believe. Then you receive his word and then you shall have them. When you obey the word of God, you shall live a victorious life, a life pleasing to the Father. When your word lines up, when your life lines up with the word of God, you will always be seeking his face. For in seeking his word, you are seeking his face. So you might say, sister, how can I seek his face? By seeking his word. For in John, first chapter John, it says he and his word are one. You can't seek his face. Without seeking his word. John 1.1 1, 1 says. In the beginning was the word. 
And the word was with God and the word was God. You see, when you allow the word of God to be the foundation for your prayer life and your fellowship with him, you will be seeking his face. How many believe that God does, does honor his word, that he stands firm by his promises? The word of God lets us know that there is no good thing that he will withhold from you if you walk upright. Is your heart's desire to make him number one in your life? Isn't your heart's desire to set aside stuff and spend quality time with him? Lord, help me. Isn't your heart's desire to do those things that only please the Father? Lord, help me. Isn't your heart's desire to have a perfect fellowship with him? Are you seeking God's face in every situation? Lord God, help me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added. For if you truly desire to spend quality time with God, then you would need to crucify the flesh. You need to kill it. For if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. I believe that's in Galatians 5. And in order to do this, we must take on all the characteristics of the fruit of his spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. You can go to Galatians 5. And in order to walk in the spirit, we must put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God. A heart's desire towards holiness. How many know when your heart desires holiness, there is joy. I speak unspeakable joy that floods your very being. How many know that when your heart desires holiness, there is peace. Peace that doesn't come from the world. Peace that the world cannot give you. I'm talking about the peace that only comes from God that surpasses all understanding. How many know that when your heart desires holiness, there is contentment? Fully knowing that what God has promised will come to pass. Fully knowing that's contentment. How many know that when your heart desires holiness, it's not about form or fashion. It's about having the right attitude, an attitude of gratitude. How many know that when your heart desires holiness, it doesn't mean that you won't make mistakes, but it means that you won't dwell on those mistakes. For you will know the master of forgiveness stands ready to break your fall with arms outstretched and loving arms to bring you back into the fold. That's a good shepherd. A heart towards holiness, striving for perfection, knowing that he is well able to sustain you and help you overcome any temptation. A heart towards holiness. Is that what you're truly desiring today? If so, God has already given you all the tools you need to be successful. For Ephesians 6.13 tells us to take on the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, we are living in the evil day, but God has given us everything we need, for he knew this day would come. Talking about seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I believe the honor of God is in his kingdom. And what does the honor consist of? Well, Ephesians lets us know. In Ephesians, the 6th chapter, 14th to 17th verse, 14th verse says, Stand therefore, have your loins girt about with truth. We're talking about in the kingdom. And have it on the breastplate of righteousness that's in the kingdom. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, 
which is in the word of God. You see, God has given us everything we need. Everything we need. Yes, Satan will try to throw dots at you. But guess what? Those dots will not penetrate you. They will not penetrate the very depth of your soul because God has you covered. So if you are seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you'll be well equipped. And then you can go boldly to the throne of God. Remember when you go to God in prayer, you acknowledge your need and your dependence on him. And you go, Lord, as our father, he wants us to come to him to acknowledge who he is. God's desire is to, for us to fellowship with him, not come to him only when we have a need. He desires us to commune with him. Talking about having a perfect fellowship with our father, our father who is perfect and wants us to walk in that perfection. Talking about God, our father, which art in heaven and his name is hallowed. Hallowed means holy, consecrated and set aside. The God that we pray to is holy. Meaning that he is pure and righteousness. Peter first Peter one first Peter one sixteen says, Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Didn't you say you want to be more like him? Then you've got to be holy. Didn't you cry out, Lord, open the ass of my heart, Lord, I want to know you? Then you've got to be holy. The God that we pray to is spirit. John four twenty four says, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. A heart's desire towards holiness. Yes, we are seeking, we're talking about seeking the face of God. But in order to understand what this truly means, you've got to know something about the Father, the provider, the one who is the most powerful. We're talking about our creator, talking about seeking his face. Do you know him? Do you know God is omnipotent, meaning he has all power, complete power, unlimited power. Luke 1, 37 says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? God is omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere all the time at the same time. We can't wrap our our arms around that. We can't wrap our minds around that. He didn't tell us to. He told us in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, lean not to our own understanding, that in all of our ways acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths. He told us to trust him. Trust him. Yes, he's omnipresent. He can be wherever he wants to be at the same time, all the time. That's God. A heart's desire. Seek the face of the one who is king of kings and lord of lords. Seek the face of the one who is El Shaddai, God Almighty. The one who nourishes, satisfies, supplies, and strengthens. Seek the face of the one who is the keeper of our souls. Seek the face of the one who is the prince of peace. The very prince of peace. What it really means to seek his face is can only be understood and embraced in its greatness when we get to the point where we allow the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to surround us. When we have truly surrendered our will to Christ and proclaim, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. You see, you can seek his face when you truly believe, truly believe that he is the rock. Meaning he is solid. His love will withstand anything and, and will be forever lasting from generation to generation. See, he's the solid rock. When all around you may be seeking sand and Christ the solid rock, you can firmly stand. And because he is our rock, you don't have to worry about the storms of life. 
How many know that we can go to the rock anytime? For the rock is our protector against the storms of life. There is victory in seeking his face, knowing that the throne of grace is only a breath plate away. A breath away. Having that assurance that he's there whenever you need him. He said he'd always be with you, always close by. Psalms 145, the 18th and the 19th verse says, he is, clo- he is close to all who call upon him sincerely. He fulfills the desires of those who reference and trust him. He hears your cries for help and he rescues you. Amen. I'm talking about seeking the face of God for he's always near. That's a hard desire for holiness. Seeking the face of God. Building a perfect relationship with him. Striving towards that relationship. Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Seeking the face of God. Lord, which direction shall I take today? Should I go left or should I go right? Seeking the face of God. Lord, I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to... I want to forget about my own selfish desires. How can I please you today? How can I better serve you today? Seeking the face of God. Lord, I just want to seek your face. I just want to seek your will. I just want to seek your way. Seeking the face of God. A heart's desire towards holiness. For the word of God tells me that there is a way that seems right unto man. But the way therein is destruction. Lord, I don't want destruction. I want to seek your face. Because I know you placed me on the right path, Lord God. And I want I do not want to take it in detours, Father. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for ordering my steps. And I thank you, Lord God, for giving me the wisdom to know, Lord God, the steps that I should go. Lord, help me not to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Entangled again with the cares of this world. I want to stay focused on those things that are pleasing you. Seeking a heart's desire towards holiness. Talking about peace. When will we realize... That until one seeks God and desires a more personal, intimate fellowship with him, I, you, can never experience this complete feeling of fulfillment. For overall, Jehovah Shalom, that's peace, the God of peace, expresses the deepest desire of the human heart. And this can only be filled by the God of peace. John 14, 1, Jesus tells his disciples, and he speaks this to you today, not let... Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. John fourteen twenty seven. Here we find that Jesus is about to leave his disciples. And he tells them, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. He tells them, Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. You see, Jesus loves us so much. Just like he loved his disciples. And it's the same peace that he left them. That can rule in our minds today. Because he left us his Holy Spirit. As our guide. As our protector. Philippians 4th chapter 6th and the 7th verse tells us. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God. Which surpasses all understanding. Will guard your hearts and minds. Through Christ Jesus. You need to submit yourself to this peace and to understand that no matter what you're going through, no matter how tempted you may be to go off course, no matter how painful the experience may be, you can rest in the assurance and understanding that get this, God is still in control. God is still in control. It might not look like it. 
It might not feel like it. It might not sound like it. It might not feel like it. But God is still in control. The Bible lets us know if we abide in him and let his words abide in us, we can ask what we will and shall be done. John 15 and 7. But what does it mean to abide in him? To seek his face, to seek his will, to trust God. In spite of the circumstances, in spite of anything you might be going through even right now, regardless of how you feel, you're going to trust him. You're going to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you're going to trust, know, and believe that your labor is not in vain. A heart's desire towards holiness, being patient, long-suffering. You're going to have that assurance that, yes, I'm going to abide in him because I want him to abide in me. I'm going to stand still. I'm going to rest in knowing that, yes, weeping may endure for a night, but my joy shall come in the morning. I'm going to abide in him knowing that no matter how long it takes, no matter how man treats me, no matter what the bank says, no matter what the job situation looks like, no matter what, no matter what the doctor says, I'm going to trust in God, my rock, my protector, my hedge. Talking about a perfect relationship with the father of all fathers. I am going to wait patiently on him. A heart towards holiness. Even when it seems like my prayers may be going unanswered. I'm going to have the confidence knowing that my heavenly father knows just what I need. And I'm going to be thankful. I want to have a prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you father for all my needs are met through Christ Jesus. I want to let you know father how grateful I am Lord God. Because of what you've already done for me. And God I'm going to trust and lean on you. Not to my own understanding Lord God. For I believe, trust and believe that the best is still yet to come. So I want to give you all the glory, all the honor and all the praise. Because you and you alone are worthy of all these praises. Yes. When you truly desire to seek his face, his word will come become alive in you. But how many know his word is life? It's living. It's not dead. It's life. And Matthew's fifth chapter, the sixth verse says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for you shall be filled. When you hunger and thirst for a heart towards holiness, God will honor that. When you seek his face through his word, and allow God to communicate with you. God will honor that. When you study his word. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. How you can apply that particular scripture. To your particular life. At any particular time. God will honor that. When you pray. You're not only communicating to God. You should be allowing the Holy Spirit. To communicate with you. His word is powerful. So uplifting. So uplifting. Say Lord. Your face shall I seek. Lord, your face shall I seek. When you get into that position that nothing else matters, when you get into that position that regardless of what is happening in my life right now, I am going to remain steadfast and unmovable. I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm not going to lean toward my left. I'm not going to lean toward my right. I'm going to keep my eyes on the prize for I know that my Redeemer yet lives. I know that my redeemers yet live. Lord, I don't want to be swayed by how I feel. Because it's not about touchy, touchy, feely, feely. I don't want to be swayed by what I see. But it's not what I see through these eyes. I don't want to be swayed, be swayed about what people say. I want to trust you, God. I want to trust you, God. I want to trust you, God. In all of my ways, I want to acknowledge you, God. And allow you to direct my path. 
I don't want to be wise in my own eyes, Father. I want to fear you, Lord God, and I want to depart from evil. I want to trust you, God. I want to have a heart's desire towards holiness. You see, before I end here, I want to share something. You, all these things we've been talking about and having that heart's desire towards holiness, guess what? You can't do it by yourself. You need a Savior to help you. So if you haven't accepted him as your Savior, you need to do that right this moment. You won't even know all these words I have been speaking will become as foreign to you. But they can become crystal clear as you begin to lean in and listen to what I'm about to say now. If you have not accepted him, talking about Christ, as your Savior, and you're still listening to me, it's not too late. If you are hearing this message, it's not too late. Right now, God stands ready with arms open to welcome you home. If you are not saved, if you have not repented of your sins and accepted Jesus into your heart, if you are not 100% sure that if you breathe your last breath right now, you will spend eternity in heaven, I want you to listen very closely. Nobody can save you but Jesus. There is only one way to God, and that's through his son, Jesus Christ. John fourteen six, Jesus says unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Acts 4th chapter 12th verse says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given to men, whereby we must be saved. So are you saved? Are you born again? Have you made the confession that Jesus Christ is Lord? Romans 10, 9, one of the most important scriptures in the Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So what do you need to do? The first thing you need to do is admit that you are a sinner. For Romans 3rd chapter 10th verse says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. I don't care how good you think you are. I don't care how many people you feed, how many people you clothe. If you have not admitted that you are a sinner, you're not saved. And then the second thing you need to do is be willing to turn from your sin, that is to repent. And then you need to believe that Jesus Christ died for you, that Jesus was buried and rose from the dead. Romans 10.10 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Through prayer, you can invite Jesus into your life right now to become your personal Savior. For Romans 10.13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I thank God I'm a whosoever. What about you? What about you? So if you have not accepted him as your Savior, you can pray this prayer with me right now. Right now. For he's only a prayer away. Dear God, I am a sinner. And I need forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ shed his precious blood and died for my sin. I am willing to turn from sin. I now invite Christ to come into my heart and my life as my personal Savior. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for doing that. You see, if you just trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, you have just begun the most wonderful new life with him. Now, you got to get a good Bible and read it and get to know him every day. Talk to God as if he's your best friend. 
Talk to him in prayer. Trust and believe. And then don't be selfish with it. Go share the good news with somebody else. Share the good news of what God has done for you. Amen. 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 Then you would have, strive to have that desire. Strive to have a desire of your heart to be a desire towards holiness. A desire towards holiness. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for the souls that have come to you right now, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your protection, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for honoring your word, Father. We thank you, Lord God, because your word has gone forth and you say it in your word that when it goes forth, it will not return unto you empty-handed. So we thank you, Lord God, it has gone forth. Now, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that... Those who heard your word will go forth and apply to their lives and share the good news with others. We claim in victory in all the areas right now, Lord God. We thank you for this vessel, Lord God. We thank you for this tool that you've given us, Lord God, to share your your word with the world, Lord God. We thank you. We honor you right now. We praise your name. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' precious, mighty, wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen.